Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Lashuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. Quick housekeeping here as a reminder on Thursdays are the solo podcasts for five to 15 minutes. I talk about something that is either trending in the fitness or health industry or a topic that I previously touched on with a guest that I want to expand more on. On Mondays are the interview episodes. I have someone who's an expert in the fitness and health realm. It could be interconnected with business also. Come on and break down one particular topic to give you a little bit more knowledge and insight on that topic and hopefully some uh, actionable insights as well, which I also plan to do today. But first, last, I should say last housekeeping item here. I have Truly Fit t-shirts giving away for Christmas. It doesn't matter your size, small, medium, large, extra large, 2X, I have them all. If you want a Truly Fit t-shirt, DM me on Instagram, Steve Washuda, not Truly Fit. DM Steve Washuda on Instagram. Say, love a t-shirt for Christmas, Steve, and I will send one your way once you give me your address on the house. Today, I'm going to be talking about working out on vacation. Now, a lot of people or on holiday. A lot of people want to talk about the psychological side of this. Like, oh, you need to take a break. Forget about it. Enjoy your holidays. That, that's fine. That's not what I want to talk about. And that's not where I want to push people. If you feel like exercising, if it makes you feel better and you're someone who wants to exercise or your clients want to exercise, I'm here to give you actionable advice and things that you can do to make sure that you are getting your exercise in. Now, for some people, you're lucky. You're runners. You get to go run. And for some people, that's different versions of running. For me, I love sprinting. I love lateral running. It's really good for adductor, abductor, which are really weak on me. So I I can lateral run. I can sprint. I can go out to a field and just sort of run around and enjoy myself. Um, And sometimes it's structured. I'll say I'm going to do 10 40-yard sprints. And then in between, I'm going to hold a 40-second plank. Sometimes it's not structured. Sometimes I go on a three-mile jog. Whatever I feel like on that given day, given my body, maybe the outside temperature, the uh, obviously the environment, if I don't have access to a uh, nice ground to sprint on, then I won't be able to do that. So uh, that's an advantage for people who do those sorts of things. But a lot of people can't do those or don't do those, or maybe they're not in the right environment. It's, it's, it's snowing out. It's freezing out. They can't go outside. Well, what do we do? How do we work out if we don't have access to a gym? If I'm in a hotel room, if I'm at my, my brother's or sister's house or my aunt's house, but I feel like I really want to get a workout in, well, you just need a little bit of space. With body weight, there is enough to do and there's enough modifications where most people, not everyone, because of course there are health history issues. I'm talking to the general public right now, but if you have major health history, health issues rather, uh, then maybe you can't do a lot of body weight exercises. If you've had, if you've had uh, shoulder replacements, you're not going to be able to do push-ups most likely. So um, there are a lot of things that some people can't do based upon their health history, but I'm going to go over just for the general public, what are the exercises we can do body weight wise? We know the push-up. There's so many different versions of the push-up, and not only are those versions uh, good for, let's say, someone who's strong and someone who's weak, but even for someone who's strong and wants to challenge different muscle groups. So there's this uh, groupthink misconception in the industry. There's only one right way to do a push-up. That's total nonsense. I've talked about this before, and I hate when people say that. A push-up is just supposed to mimic a dumbbell chest press or a chest press. And just like a chest press, by manipulating your hand position and your elbow position, you can work different muscle groups in different percentages. So almost all pressing exercises, remember the seven central movements, pull, press, hinge, lunge, squat, rotate, plank. When you're doing a pushing or pressing, they're the same thing, exercise. You're working your chest, your pecs, you're working your anterior delt, the front of your shoulder, and you're working your triceps. Those are the three main muscle groups from sort of a primary to secondary to tertiary muscle groups that you're working. Now, if I put my hands out wide, let's say in a push-up or in a barbell, dumbbell chest press, 
I can get more pec activation because as I press my arms up, I get what we call that shoulder adduction. My shoulder starts to move in towards the middle of my body and therefore I get a little bit more chest. If I start my elbows next to my rib cage and I'm doing that close grip press, well then I get a little bit more anterior delt and more tricep with that. Same thing with the push-up. If I start my hands in nice and tight, I'm getting more anterior delt, more tricep, a little bit less chest. But by manipulating hand, hand and arm and elbow position, you were just changing the musculature that's working. Now, some of those exercises are more advanced where you're going to struggle with them. And if you don't have the appropriate musculature, or you're not strong enough in one area, could you get hurt? Sure. You should always have someone show you how to do these things. But there is no one perfect way to do a push-up. So remember, you can manipulate push-ups to work different muscle groups. And if you're the average person, I would say that's, that's important because we want to be well-rounded, right? So you, you want to work on different hand positions and different elbow positions to make sure you're hitting all those different muscle groups. Squats. There's a million kinds of squats we can do. We know that. We can do narrow stance squats. We can do wide stance squats. We can do sumo squats. We can do squats with something underneath our heels to help, if you don't have ankle mobility, to get down a little bit further to really engage those quads. We can do jump squats. We can do, you know, some people can do single leg squats. We can change the tempo up. We can go down in three or four seconds and then up in one second or vice versa. If you just don't want to go one second down, one second up, you can do a wall squat and just hold. Hold on a wall. Leg lifts, uh, sit-ups, all the ab movements lunges a million different versions of lunges forward lunges backwards lunges you can do jumping lunges some people call those loggers if you're in someone who can't do lunges appropriately hold on to something get close to a chair or a table put your hand on it and let your hand help you get in and out of that lunge movement if you're someone who can't bend the back knee do more of a yoga lunge where you're just leaning forward only bending the front leg driving off but keeping that back leg straight you can do single leg balance deadlifts uh, you can just do yoga um there are so many different body weight things that you can put together for your clients. Now, if you want to make it more fun, whether it's for you or for your clients, I really love getting a deck of cards. And then what I do is I assign four different exercises that I know I can do to those cards. Um, so, for example, the hearts, maybe push-ups. Um, get it because the heart in your chest, push-up, more chest. The uh, spades, maybe uh, some sort of sit-up the diamonds, a squat, and then the, uh, what do we have left here? The the clubs can be a break. You don't do anything when a club comes out. So let me, let me tell you how this would work. I flip over the first card and what is it? It is a seven of hearts. Well, I would do seven pushups. Now, some people can't even do seven pushups. Forget about having to do multiple pushups, but there are different versions. Like we talked about, there are mo the modifications to a pushup. So you can do them from your knees to make them easier. You can do half pushups. You can do pushups on an elevated surface, right? So the reason pushups are so hard, gravity is working against you. Your body is parallel to the ground. But as you start to rise on up, as your chest starts to, to move upwards and you angle your body up, pushups become easier. So you can do push-ups on some sort of counter or desktop that's a little bit higher, which is going to make them easier. So there's different versions of this. So again, I pulled out a seven of hearts. I do seven push-ups. Next, what is it? I pull out a six of spades. Well, spades, I believe we said were squats. So I'm going to do six bodyweight squats. And then I pull out a three of diamonds. And I said that was uh, whatever, some ab movement, whatever ab movement you want to decide. And I do three of those roll-ups. I do just a, a general roll-up. So... Uh, and then I pull out some sort of club and then I get a rest. I don't do anything on clubs. If you're somebody who wants to add in a fourth exercise, go for it. Add in a fourth body weight exercise for clubs. So it's a really fun way. You just keep going down the cards and see how many you can get through. And um, I find that for clients who 
can't just work out on their own and they need some sort of structure and plan, that gives them enough structure and plan, right? Pick out the exercises for them, show your clients how to do the exercises, and then say, just bring a pack of cards with you, see how far you can get through the deck giving these exercises. And it's also fun because you don't know what's coming up. So sometimes you can get three rounds of push-ups in a row or three rounds of squats in a row. Um, so there's the, you know, the anticipation of whatever exercise is coming out next. Uh, another really great thing to do exercise-wise while you're on vacation that people really just don't talk about is bringing a band with you everywhere. So a band, when people say band in fitness world, I think it's confusing because you have so many different kinds of bands. So you have uh, like TheraBands, which are used in more of a physical therapy uh, activity. And they're really thin. They're typically between six to eight to maybe even 12 inches in width. They're really long usually, and they are super thin, like a millimeter thin. And they're used as more of a stretching capacity for, again, more therapeutic, hence TheraBand, and more physical therapy-esque uh, exercises. Then we have uh, bands that are like a complete circle, more like stretch bands that you use at CrossFit. So they're a little bit thicker, maybe they're two or three millimeters wide, but they're only about an inch or two uh, in width and they complete the circle. They're actually interconnected. It's just one giant rubber band. They're used for rotational exercises, for adductor-abductor. They're used for a lot of stretching-type exercises. And then we have the bands with handles, and that's what I'm talking about. They're typically circular tubes. You can get them in different materials. Sometimes they're rubber. I like to get the more advanced material. I forget the name evades me now, but basically it's inside of a casing, so if the band rips, it still stays inside the casing, and you don't get injured. So... Um, having those bands with handles, you can get them in different weights. Let's just go say the average person can typically handle like a 25-pound or 30-pound band. So you grab you grab a 25-pound or 30-pound band, and you can hook it to anything that's like a post, some sort of bed post, let's say. Now I can do all my pulling exercises. I can do regular rows. I can do high rows. I can do biceps. I can turn around. I can do chest presses. I can do triceps. I can grab that band and do lunges to help with the balance portion of lunges because the band's going to give me a little bit of balance because it's pulling me forward for resistance. I can do rotations with the bands. I can loop both my hands through the handles and I can rotate with the bands to work some oblique and core and do some more dynamic exercises. I can stand on the band and do biceps. There's a lot of different things that you can do with those bands with handles and they're so small. They wrap up into something that's basically the size of your palm and your hand. So those are great things to bring with you. You could almost Anywhere you go, any house you go, you can find some sort of pole that you can wrap that band around. Now, typically you want to make sure that that pole is, for lack of a better term, like a 90 degree angle of poles so that that band is caught up in between something because if the band can come from up top and over the pole, then that band's going to snap back at you. So you want to loop it around kind of like a bedpost or something that's that that has a 90 degree angle where there's a pole going in you know, vertically and horizontally so that that band stays. But there's so many different things you can do with bands. You could even do compound movements where as I'm rowing, I step back into a reverse lunge. Or as I'm pressing, I step forward into a forward lunge. So I'm getting legs working with my, uh, my upper body at the same time. So uh, those are some exercises I like to pass along to my clients and my friends and my family and try to remember myself when you're going on vacation. I'm not telling you you need to work out. I'm not telling you to also fight your instincts and just relax on the holidays. If you feel like working out is something that just makes you uh, 
you know, it's sort of cathartic for you. It makes you a, a, a calmer, better person. You're going to be around your family who typically is getting on your nerves anyway, and you need to work out. Those are some of the things I think you can do or you can pass on to your clients when you don't have a lot of equipment around you. Think about the band, bringing a band with you, buying a 25-pound band. You can get them on Amazon for $12. I'm sure they're on Prime. You can do all those bodyweight exercises I said. You can do them in that card format where you have a deck of cards and you keep taking them out to if you want a little bit more structure. If you're somebody who runs or likes to be outdoors, think about doing different sort of running exercises, not just running two miles, but go ahead and lateral jog in a field. It's really good for adductor, abductor. You do uh, backpedaling. Backpedaling is so good. You can do backpedaling into sprints. You can do just sprints. And in between your sprints, you can hold planks to work or do some core exercises. If you want to work out, there are always things to do. And, and same thing with your clients. If they want to work out uh, and they don't know what to do, make sure you pass on some of these exercises. I will likely not see you next Monday because no one's going to listen because it's Christmas. I know the following Monday, I think, is New Year's, but I'll still probably put an episode out on New Year's. This has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for listening in, guys. And remember to reach out for a t-shirt via Instagram at Steve Washuda if you want a Christmas present. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform. And feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.